0: Hello, welcome to episode number 90 of the At U2 podcast, where we talk all things U2, uh, including tour dates, well, not not so many tour dates anymore, (laughs) and uh, community discussion of the staff and the staff of At U2 and friends of the staff at At U2. U2 fansite emeritus, I guess, maybe is the right way to title it. I've got uh, Sherry back on the show. Sherry, welcome back.
1: Hello, from the other side of the uh, looking glass.
0: And Caroline, welcome back to the show.
2: Thank you. Hello from the heart of Amsterdam.
0: <laughs> and I'm coming to you from the heart of winter. Yes, that's Saskatchewan. <laughs> Say that one five times after a few drinks. Um, we're going to be uh, yeah. We're, on this episode. We're talking about uh, U2 stops in Dublin, Ireland, which Sherry was at. And then also the final concert of this tour, uh, which Caroline was at in Berlin, amongst other things, of course, whatever else comes up along the way. but. Uh, before we get to that, there's just a bit of, well, I guess one thing is in terms of U2 news and stuff that's happening on the horizon here, that, or possible U2 news, I guess. Jimmy Kimmel's Red Show, the annual show um, Benefiting the Red campaign, is airing Monday, November 19th. I've got that date right on ABC, I think, right, Car- or Sherry?
1: Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, I think this is, what, the third or fourth year that they've done it?
0: Yeah. So there's is there anything official as far as Bono being announced to be there or something, or is it just kind of… Maybe he will be because it's red.
1: I hope McFisto pops out of a bathtub again. We'll see.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So that might be, I mean, yeah. we'll see. It might happen, I guess. It seems kind of like a poor timing. It's not
1: like that. he's going to be on, on, on tour, tour yeah. or anything. You know, yeah. he's got nothing better to do with his life at the moment. So
0: <laughs> he'll have said hello to the kids and, and the wife and fly off to LA. Got a
2: DVD to edit. Come on.
0: Yeah. Well, a couple <laughs> actually. We'll get to that. <laughs> the, That's actually one of the questions that uh, Michael at In the Slipstream mentioned to me. He said, uh, is there any mention of when the Joshua Tree 30 Anniversary Tour DVD will be out? They did film it, as I remember, in Brazil. And I don't – nothing official, right? And as far as announcements, release Uh, dates, or is there – Well, there's
1: an IMDb listing for it. Right. That that says something vaguely about 2019, which seems off cycle, (laughs) but – uh I don't know. It's it's stuff that Anton was working on. So I I don't think that you two themselves if it's Anton's gig would have to get too involved in it if it's right. something being done outside of the inner circle.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well there's that and then the uh um uh, well, obviously, the Experience and Innocence tour DVD that was or video of some sort that was filmed in Berlin. I noticed watching some of the video from that show that you could see a lot of the cameras whirring around and looked like drones, but they were on like some. Yeah, live. they had drones
2: on strings like yeah. they use at football matches. Yeah, uh, I didn't really notice that much. Uh,
0: yeah, like down where you in GA? Uh, the
2: the yeah, the red zones were a little emptier than usual because they needed room for people with handheld cameras to run around. Uh, at least that's what I thought right. that was for. <laughs> and there was an extra camera on stage, I think. But I, I never tend to notice that kind of thing. There was, you know, stuff on rails all around the, the lower seats. Right. The lower ring, yeah. Um, it'll
1: be interesting to see what happens with the DVD, though, because it was a one-and-done. U2 normally doesn't, um, mm. you know, record just once. Uh, they usually record over multiple nights, uh, so that they've got plenty of B-roll, plenty of backup footage, and, mm. and so as you were there at the show, it'll be interesting to see how much was corrected in post-production, because mm. it certainly wasn't a perfect well, show.
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> There were a few flubs, yeah, uh, but I'm sure that you—that's easy enough to. Uh,
0: like they do have audio you know, coverage of every show. Magic basically. away, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's just a matter get of get out of your away.
1: own ways. Guitar can easily be fixed, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. So that's uh, it'll be. Which obviously they did that before. It's I remember here reading about how like way back in the Zoo TV era, how you know Bono and Edge, you know personally wanted to like watch the edits and check on edits of the video that eventually came out as the zoo tv tour dvd and presumably like you said Sherry, they've backed off from caring as much about every single detail of the edits along the way they have
2: a creative team that can do that for them
0: yeah yeah so
2: like
0: yeah so while they're off enjoying the spoils of tour somebody else can be stuck in an edit suite somewhere (laughs) deep (laughs) in the bunker um but yeah, so I think they, I, I presume it'll still come out at some points and, and it's just kind of, it'll be interesting how they market and promote that if they have two now sort of in the pipeline that they might want to release. And so if they do some sort of, um, future tour, obviously then that kind of gets in the way if they have, yeah, we'll see.
1: Well, they still had that whole documentary that was supposed to air on HBO back in
0: 2015.
1: Yeah. That, um. <laughs> HBO actually sent out a uh, press release on uh, that was supposed to um, uh, go along with the Paris broadcast, and suddenly that just escaped into the ether. So it would be great if they repackaged uh, Innocence and Experience as a fuller box set. And I think that they were a little um, ahead of the curve with releasing Live from Paris um, when they did. I wish they would have kept it all together as as the product that they wanted to have with a night of innocence and a night of experience and maybe some mm. of the documentary in between.
0: Yeah, and maybe they'll just you know take a play- page from, uh, whose playbook, I don't know, like any well, almost every other movie company where they just re- keep re-releasing new editions and we just keep buying them. So they'll just do a new Innocence and Experience and Experience and Innocence, tour package like you said which would be awesome yeah and just but they us. had a great
1: opportunity to do it with the 30th anniversary of rattle and hum yeah that didn't happen <laughs> i mean here uh, here you have the the own fans fan club encouraging people to everybody pop in your copy of, of rattle and hum at the same time and we'll all watch together this is a band that's been cultivating a younger audience. And all of a sudden, I start getting ping saying, where do I find Rattle and Hum? It's not on iTunes. <laughs> yeah, I know. I can't find it on Netflix. <laughs> there's no digital copy. I don't own a VHS player. Um, um, yeah. The DVD is out of print. How am I supposed to enjoy this? And I'm going, you're asking the wrong Chica. There's, I can't help you. There's like a you $300 so version So if they can't get Rattle Amazon, and Hum right, yeah. you know, <laughs>
0: I actually even looked, uh, well, uh, sorry, I'll say this uh, legally. (laughs) A friend of a friend looked online (laughs) on like even torrent sites. Like they, not I, I wasn't doing it. A friend couldn't find it even that way. So like even the like old school, like just illegally trying to torrent something and find it, you still couldn't find. That's how locked down Rattlin' Hum is. (laughs) So I would expect that to happen to Popmart, the tour DVD maybe, but like to have Rattlin' Hum be that locked away and hidden is kind of frustrating (laughs) so yeah my only copy is a beta copy i picked up in the dublin airport on the way home because I, I thought oh i should bring home a u2 souvenir from my trip to ireland 20 years ago
1: oh Betamax, really yeah i
0: grabbed a Betamax wow. copy of <laughs> rattling hum so if anybody's in canada and wants to, <laughs> to get together with a that has a beta player <laughs> uh look me up but anyways speaking of ireland let's transition into uh talking about the shows in in dublin so sherry you were at which ones
1: I went to three and four.
0: Three and four. So that seemed to be a lot of people, I had a few tweets back for folks. I wonder if just maybe because it's the last two, they'd bought those, you know, thinking it's going to be the end of the tour, obviously, before we knew about Berlin. Is that sort of why you chose three and four or just schedule?
1: Uh, It was just pure luck. I wasn't even planning on doing Dublin. And then uh, our family moved uh, uh, across a few states. The move didn't go too well. My husband felt sorry for me. And about three weeks before Dublin, he said, what do you want as as my I'm sorry for mucking all this stuff up for the family? And I said, really? And so I said, I want <laughs> Dublin. <laughs> I want Dublin 3 and 4. I don't have tickets. I don't have airfare. I don't have a hotel room. And within about 24 hours, there was the Ticketmaster drop. I got a good airfare. Everything fell into place. So I'm like, well, I guess God was shining on me. <laughs> um, so, But I remembered back in 2015 – I did Dublin two and three, and I wish I had done four. Um, you know, the first show in any city is going to be a very professional show. I guess that's the nicest way to put it, because you're going to have all the media there. You're you're working out the nerves, especially in your hometown. It's a it's a very uh, uh, tight show, and then as the nights go on, they get a little bit more looser. And so, if I had my choice between three and four, I preferred three. But uh, uh, four was just as good. And what was amazing to me was here you have, after starting in Tulsa on May 2nd, this tour continued to change. The visuals continued to change. They kept tweaking things. Um, you know, uh, the set list in Europe, I wished was the set list in the States. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a stronger set list, and I felt like the tour really hit its voice once it hit Europe. Uh, I guess part of it, too, is, you know, with the way that things are in in uh, the United States at the moment, some of the stuff that, that they were presenting in Europe definitely wouldn't have been uh, received uh as warmly as it was in Europe so uh, I guess that they risked alienating a good chunk of their um, audience had they been as as uh, forward with what they presented but I, I I just found that they were they never felt like this show was ever done it was never at that point of perfection not that they're ever really able to get that perfection but but you know the video footage changed um at the end of wild horses on night three in berlin at the, at the end of what was it um uh love is bigger than anything in its way the uh there was like stained glass
2: on the on the screen yeah. in berlin right
0: the ei and with the ei on
2: the yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah so, they went to the uh uh, the church in uh, in Berlin, and um, took some pictures there. I think and used that for uh, that backdrop.
0: Yeah, so changing constantly, even right up to the yeah. very end. I mean, you could, I guess you can make the case for Berlin because it's the video they're recording, whatever. So they want to sort of get nail it down. But even then, like the the stuff that's on the screen, obviously, can be very easily edited and post if they really wanted to. But anyways, mm-hmm. so the show in in Dublin though you are you're just getting to experience some of that even, even still. Right.
1: Um, yeah, it, it, it was certainly a, a, um, uh, a different vibe. I mean, I, I've, I've been to over 70 shows. There was a feeling of, I don't want to say contentment um, among, you know, people in the audience because obviously, you know, your audience wants you to keep going but there was a larger percentage of people who felt like if this is it, this is, this is the best that they've done. And I'm glad that I'm here to appreciate it. I'm glad that I'm here to witness it. Um, you know, there, there is a sincere worry that, you know, especially with the way that that Bono was communicating from the stage that, you know, we're going to go away for a while. This is the last time we'll play in Dublin for God knows when, you know, it, it, he, it certainly wasn't the dream it up all over again speech from 89. It, it, he left it very open-ended. So we were uh, challenged to appreciate what was in front of us and live in the moment because there may not be any more of these types of moments anytime soon.
0: Right. Yeah, at, at Javier23 uh, on Twitter said, went to Dublin 3 and 4, probably the best concerts I've attended. Loved the baby the baby Actung sets. Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that replaced Songs of Innocence songs. Wish they would have played Red Flag Day more. Also, hope the DVD was a double DVD. The Bono mortality in the States should be part of it. And at Johnny M. Byrne01 said, attended Dublin 4, best YouTube performance I've been to. Both band and crowd informed, should have filmed Dublin 4 for a DVD bonus, which, I mean, they did have cameras. They do film stuff, so who knows? Right. It's possible. It wasn't the filming, but it's certainly possible that a, a song, if, if whatever they wanted to include, could be done. Um,
1: and, and Dublin 3 was when they officially launched Dirty Day, which I think was brilliant. It, um, it took that, that narrative, um, Innocence being the story about the mother – moved it into experience about the story about the fathers and, you know, Dirty Day being that struggle between father and son. And then at the start of the tour, when they were uh, uh, bouncing around, who's going to ride your wild horses. Bono had said in several interviews that he was re uh, repurposing the song, thinking about how his daughters are growing up, and moving away and and his desire to still want to be in his life and not sure if they still want the old man around. Right. So to have that bookended with Bono as a youth not wanting to have his old man around to now being the father wanting to still have his children around and they're like going off being how he was back in his youth, that bookend of that Zoo TV suite uh, absolutely brilliant and and I don't know why it took them this long to figure that out. you know, but I'm glad that they did <laughs> because it tightened that whole set up and gave it more power and more purpose.
2: I completely agree with you. <laughs> sorry it's boring but
0: <laughs> I agree. Well, no, before we get, I just want to get before we get into because we'll cover Berlin and we'll cover some of that stuff too and, and the way the tour ended even too and I'll, I'm just going to throw in Kenny's audio Just Kenny sent in some audio of his thoughts on Dublin 3 and 4 and then we can kind of just merge into a Berlin end of tour end of U2 and which band are we moving to next discussion no, just <laughs> not to freak everybody
3: out okay here we go so I uh, just wanted to kind of Connect in with a few reflections on uh, Dublin 3 and 4, my last two shows on the tour. Um, Loved it. Great. Uh, Awesome. Um, I think, uh, obviously, a bit of work had gone in um, because they were getting ready for the DVD. Um, So really, really enjoyed these shows, particularly uh, the fourth show, Uh, albeit um, between the fourth and the third, there were slight differences in Dublin 3, uh, during Wild Horses, there was, it was looked like drowning man uh, words uh, across the screen, but they disappeared for the fourth, and I can't remember if they appeared in the Berlin show. Somebody will be able to, no doubt, pick that up. Um, so it was great, great to meet up with uh, the community. Obviously uh, met up with Ian and Sherry, bumped into people that I've uh, known online, hiding in the Burg, Beth and Bono, uh, Big Wave, um, uh, Fabio uh, was uh, bumped into Tim as well. Um, so it was just great actually connecting and I think that's probably partly what made um, that whole weekend such a buzz um, so unlike previous shows what I've seen in Dublin where it's been been a wee bit of an anti-climax um, this was great great fun and I thought the band really enjoyed it as well um, hopefully that's them going to go away and have a wee bit of time out um, by the way Dirty Day I nearly didn't mention that awesome, absolutely brilliant Uh, and so lucky to see that twice and hear it twice obviously um, it would be talked about Landlady as well was a highlight as well Gloria continues to be um, absolutely awesome as does New Year's Day and I think I mentioned that the last time round sorry back on track I hope the guys go away for a wee bit of time wee bit of uh, time out Um, I think they deserve it I see there's some uh, Rumours going around about dates in Australia, much as I would really love it for the guys there. Um, I don't know, I just can't see that happening, but maybe I could be wrong. Uh, it just felt like they were going to go and pack up and disappear for a while. But then again, I sit in the camp that says Zoo TV 30th anniversary tour is not going to happen. And I think I'm a bit of a minority there. Um, great tour overall. Um, loved it. Really enjoyed it. Wish there'd been a wee bit more set list variation, definitely. Great seeing the band playing live, definitely. So I can't really complain in that sense. And I'm not going to complain because I think actually seeing these guys live, I'm just really, really fortunate. So um, anyway, awesome. Um, And uh, maybe looking forward to the next time, if there is one, although I still have my doubts.
1: Yeah, I love that he brought up about the video in Dublin 3. Um, At U2 staff emeritus, uh, Angela Pancella, had a very long thread on twitter uh, you can find her at a p a n c e l l a about that video just something intrigued her about it how the uh lyrics and the words that popped up on the screen went from song for someone to cedarwood road to raised by wolves and then words that sort of like Went out into the wilderness So talking about Red Rocks, London, Dandelion Market With I want to run, I want to hide Out of control Um, And then it went into the lyrics From Disco Tech About you can uh, grab it You can feel um, The enemy um, uh, Looking for a sound to drown out the world Um, um, A lot of lyrics off of pop And then it went into Drowning Man So it was like All the chaos and all the uh, uh, worry about, you know, the band descending into something that it didn't want to descend into was what that video was um, bringing up. And I think that it was far more potent than or or uh, 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 insightful than I think that the um, band uh, wanted it to be I, th- I think that it revealed too much and that's why it it only showed that one time
2: I'm sorry I missed that during which song was that
1: oh that was at the end of um Wild Horses um you can find uh the video yeah uh, I've got a link
0: on, in this sh- I'll put it in the show YouTube. notes and then yeah, yeah
1: YouTube gigs has th- has the video i heard there'd
2: been there'd been lyrics on screen but I didn't know yeah, 30. so for it to yeah. end
1: with Drowning Man was, whoa, yeah. you know? Yeah,
0: that was just for yeah. Dublin 3 only, though?
1: It was only Dublin 3. It did not repeat for Dublin 4, mm-hmm. and and nobody talked about it for Berlin.
0: Yeah, so, like, you just sort of wonder, um, uh, yeah, how would that happens exactly and why. And then, I mean, maybe it just, like, they tried it and it didn't work. They didn't like how it played out or whatever. Maybe. But it mm-hmm. does seem like one of those, like, little Easter eggs, too, where you're like, do we read into that and, in, like, it's a whole bunch of you know, spiraling out of whatever, or is it like just some intern was like, I'm going to go randomly copy paste some lyrics on the screen at mm-hmm. the end. Well, the fly the video, a-
1: <laughs> I was talking to somebody uh, on the production staff in um, Dublin and, and they said, look, we entirely expect that in 2019, that the YouTube fan community is going to go uh, 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 pixel by pixel and pick out everything in that fly video. Right. And I swear when I watched it Dublin 4, and I haven't done this yet because I didn't have enough time this morning, is to get some of those um, um, 3D glasses or, or like um, decoder glasses <laughs> that have um, the red uh, film on it. Because I swear to you, Dublin 4, there was a light green uh, uh, background on on parts of the screen that if you wore one of those glasses it probably gave you additional words to, <laughs> so um i am obsessive like that and i will yeah. figure that out and i will um update that on my twitter feed if it really indeed <laughs> was there you know? or
0: maybe the uh there's always the u2 uh yeah. ei AR app, like the augmented reality app, you can try throwing that at the screen too and see what there happens. Was
1: an app? Well, I'm I'm really? still having Bono pop out of my pancake
2: maker, you know.
0: <laughs> Which is curious, yeah. yeah. Carolyn, I know you're joking, but like the the I'm fact so that that kind of disappeared, yeah.
2: So disappointed over here in Europe that we downloaded the app and then didn't get to use it.
0: You had it ready for months mm. and months.
2: Absolutely, I think it's still on there.
0: Yeah. Mm. <laughs> i mean, that's where you wonder like just it'd be interesting to be a, a fly no pun intended on the wall of like some of those production meetings and how some of the stuff gets pitched and and you might have a better idea than we do obviously but like you know when when that kind of stuff those ideas flow by and and one person grabs mm-hmm. it either on production or some, in the band and,
2: somebody's brother's nephew has yeah
0: totally you can see like a, i've been, you know i've been that really good
2: like, really good at building apps
0: yeah exactly <laughs> what if we just what if we got them on social media on snapchat and like they did one snapchat story or whatever and like instagram too like
2: and
1: um, and all this 40 year olds are trying to learn this new fandangle technology
0: <laughs> just to get that one glimpse. Yeah. Of, i never
1: felt as old as i did in my life when they went over to snapchat
0: yeah. <laughs> and clearly they did too they mm. similarly kind of stopped that i guess but but yeah just it's uh someday i guess maybe we'll get some sort of uh behind the scenes not tell all but just like yeah for the the technology media marketing whatever nerds how all that stuff kind of comes out and doesn't and what comes out in the wash so um but caroline you your experience in terms of uh berlin you had been at presumably amsterdam and i forget which other shows you were at parrot no
2: nine Paris? shows altogether yeah um uh berlin obviously Cologne, one, one show in Cologne, Copenhagen, Amsterdam. And then I decided to go to Belfast because I could. And um, that was it. And then back to Berlin for the um, postponed show. Yeah. I have, and I, I'd never been to a, sh- a tour ender before, I think. Um, so that was interesting.
0: So for the uh, just for anybody who's not aware, the, I'm, I'm assuming if you're listening to a podcast about you two, you're probably very well aware of all this stuff, and I don't need to tell you that. But the so the tour ended in Berlin because they back in I forget what the date was, but they had, had August a con- 31st. August 31st. They yeah. had a show in August 30, everything-
1: No, 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 no. It was um, September 1st. August 31st <laughs> was September the start 1st, of yeah. the um, yeah.
2: second. Basically, leg, and then basically night two. Everything. Right? Everything on this tour happened because of that date fateful yeah. date where uh Bono lost his voice, which made them uh they had to postpone the show till after the Dublin shows, uh which went into, well, you know, let's film it. And then they thought, mmm, but then we have to change the entire set because that's
1: decision. Uh,
2: Huh? Yeah. That was they, the best they were decision always, they ever they made. They were always going they were always going to uh change the set a bit, but this thing meant they had to change a lot. And it was it was so interesting watching them <laughs> scramble. Uh every show adding stuff and trying stuff and yeah. see how it works and even you know dirty day which had to be put in just to make make the story connect again, you know, to make the little house at the end make sense. Um, They worked on it. Was it Dublin 3 where they played it first or 2? It was Dublin 3. And you're right
1: about that because they had to reintroduce the house. They had to reintroduce the light bulb because otherwise having it end at 13 made no sense whatsoever unless you
2: were there in 2015. Yeah, so if it'd be interesting to compare the three times they played "Dirty Day," um, and to see the progression, because I know they worked on it very hard, and there was a lot of discussion of, about how to play this song. Mm-hmm. And um, I think they got it right on the on the last night. I think there was a, a, the second one focused more on the other dads as well, mm-hmm. whereas the last one went right into. Uh, the problem that was Bob, <laughs> and um, uh, they also um, made it a little less sweet than uh, the first two uh, performances because it needed to be a little dirtier, right? Uh, and uh, it was brilliant on the uh, on the during the last show. But uh, yeah, uh, anyone out there who has uh, access to. Uh, Audio or video, just put the three together and uh, compare.
1: What I loved was Dublin Four. Gavin was um 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 out with his uh production notebook, constantly mm. jotting down notes, watching the screen, mm. watching the audience, watching the band, and uh he he pretty much wrote nonstop during the entirety yeah. of, of, of Dublin Four's uh <laughs> uh, uh Dirty Day. Uh, I was texting during him
2: day. during the song.
1: <laughs> well, he didn't look at his phone, apparently.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, he did, because he answered. <laughs> but, uh, Lanker <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah. I got in my little tips there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's how they work. It's just constant refining, which is so mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. Which is probably like oh, they, they all need a break. I know. But um, I was so surprised in Dublin to suddenly see this completely new uh, blue footage at the end of the show with the uh, EI logo, which I thought, well, maybe they're going to put that on front of the DVD or something. Yeah.
0: Because um, I know, like, everybody, like, I think Sherry or a bunch of people anyways were tweeting. I remember Beth and Bono, of course, who is our residence uh, font typography nerd too on all things YouTube, um, tweeting that out, a picture of that and stuff. And just like, because it is like uh, different than any other visual we've seen as far as representing uh, experience and innocence. And um, the tour, it's different from the tour logo, like all that stuff. And so it's kind of like some production meeting, design meeting somewhere or whatever, somebody sketched that out or came up with that. And they thought, well, if we're going to, put this on a DVD or Blu-ray, please somebody, you two recognize the Blu-ray exists <laughs> in, in 2018, 2019. Yeah. In it's, 4k. Yeah. Don't, don't just do Betamax <laughs> for my sake. Um, and yeah, and wanting to incorporate that obviously in the show because you, it's one thing to obviously have it just on the screen, which you can re- replace obviously in post, but then you want maybe the fans' reaction or you want to show the crowd with that mm. and not have to do a whole bunch of, uh, whatever rotoscoping or 3D computer generated stuff <laughs> after the fact on the video, but. Your thought. So you mentioned earlier you hadn't you had never been to a tour ender and you but you'd been yeah. to Belfast. So you saw them in Belfast. They went to Dublin mm. then you caught up with them again in Berlin. And was there just a different? Was there a vibe that was different from the band that you sensed and crowd because it was a lot like everybody presumably was ve- very aware it was the last show. Oh,
2: absolutely, absolutely. I saw a lot of faces I hadn't seen in a long time, fan wise. Mm. Like, oh, you're here, you're here, uh, which felt very apocalyptic, and. Uh, <laughs> Um, um, it, as the when the show started, it felt like the entire crowd knew this was monumental, right? You know, this was something. And then the band comes on, and I think three quarters into the show, you started noticing that Bottom had a hard time singing, not because he lost his voice, but because he was overwhelmed by the response, and by uh, especially after a "Summer of Love," when you just. He rested his head against the microphone like this hmm. for maybe 15 seconds and just listening to the crowd singing that, uh, oh, 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 oh. And um, it was just so moving. And there's so many people in the audience were crying or hugging or, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was spe- special. Yeah. Uh, but here's how it, I know yeah. it's
1: not the end, though, because they didn't end mm-hmm. with 40. They didn't end it with 40. <laughs> maybe yeah <laughs> it can't be the end they didn't end it with four no it can't be the end
0: <laughs> actually I'm going to play I actually have uh, uh, I forgot. I think it's about a minute of what Bono the, uh, what they did at the end so sort of. I, I chopped up a bit but anyways this is what, what sort of went down
3: we've been on the road for quite some time now it's going on 40 years and now uh, This last four years have been really something very special for us, and we're going away now. And and uh, thank you, those of you that followed us from all over the world. It's astonishing. You're ridiculous people.
4: And Zootopians, you're crazy. And
2: The people who built this stage, the road crew, the YouTube's crew are the best in the world, women and men.
0: So let's see a bridge version, the link to the full video if you want, uh, thanks to YouTube gigs, I think it was uh, their YouTube channel. Grab that off of, but uh, you can hear and see, obviously, it all. But uh, the final sort of performance of 13 as they, they head off the stage. But uh, I think that's where a lot of the fans are kind of like, was that like the goodbye? Was that, because there's, you know, as Bono is wont to do, he <laughs> just throws things in there that probably are just like <laughs> the emotion of the moment catches them. Yeah. And then afterwards they're like, wait, he said 40 years they've been touring and this is now they have to go away. And like, Oh no, is this the end? And they didn't play 40,
1: <laughs> but that was the first time. N- normally it's like the YouTube tribe. And, and, you know, I think that that's the first time that he's ever acknowledged the formal name of the members of their fan club as being Zootopians. Hmm. <laughs> Could you know, be. it's yeah. like somebody finally told him who all I'm, of your paid members of your fan club
2: are called, th- you know. <laughs> I think he's, he's I think he's done that before, though.
0: I feel like he said it before, whether it's. He said know, it before, same, yeah. Same, yeah. Like announcing sure. the end of a tour obviously has a bit more yeah. weight to well, it. Well, I'll
2: but. leave it up to T- the gigs people to yeah. uh, correct yeah. me on that. <laughs> talking about firsts, uh, I thought that, uh, it was amazing that uh, he was telling that story about Mark Fisher. Mm-hmm. And uh, I won't swear on uh, on this show, but <laughs> he said something about uh, Mark Fisher exasperated on his deathbed, basically, telling them, why don't you put a beep cross on, st- on stage? That's what you really want, is it? isn't it? And, um, and then Bono said something which he's never done on stage, is openly declaring the fact that they will write worship songs which is something that's been going around, around the fans as well, talking about how, how much more spiritual this this tour is. I mean, I think I mentioned it before on the previous podcast as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but to hear him say it on stage was, flabbergasting. Basically, like, yeah. Oh, you've you've come out. <laughs> <laughs> they left it all out there. Yeah. You yeah. Know, they, everything. Everything. And if you were seeking it, you found it. Mm. And if you, if there's one thing you could um, critique or you know complain about, is that maybe it was too much in one. Like we had, you know, uh, the rise of fascism. We had uh, LGBTQ rights. We had women of the world. Like everything in one. But yeah, it's like okay, this could be the end. Let's pack it all in. Present them with everything we believe in. Yeah. And thank you for it.
0: Like a a pastor who has one chance at a sermon (laughs) and wants to like fit (laughs) every single thing in. Like this is the, yeah, the funeral sermon almost or whatever to put it in a negative spin almost. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Well, it wasn't a greatest hits tour. You know, Edge Edge said this one's for the diehards. I mean, almost every song was a deeper cut off of an album. But you can say from an activism standpoint, it was very much a greatest hits of all their activism points from Mm. their very beginning all the way Mm. to, you know, the refugee crisis of today. You know, Um, so Mm -hmm. I I, I believe that if they truly, you know, if something, God forbid, happens, Bono falls off another bike, you know. Larry has a has a stunt problem on a movie uh, uh, set or something. You know, Adam decides I want to be a full time. I don't know. You don't know, but God forbid something were to happen. I think that they wanted to have this tour uh, be something that they didn't regret. Hmm. That this was the no regrets. They put it all out there. And and if there's more fantastic. But if there (laughs) isn't, they can look back and be very proud with what they provided to their fan community and and the artistic uh, perspective that they wanted to give in times like this. Yeah. But I don't think that they're
2: done. I no, guess. I don't. Th- I, don't I don't think they can do that without each other. Yeah,
0: I'm sure. Like, like you said, the four years of touring has been something really special, obviously, but also like maddening, tiring, <laughs> you know, moments of frustration and and whatever. And so, going away mm. f- from that for a while, taking a break, holiday. Mm.
2: They could take a break in the south of France. Yeah, <laughs> It <laughs> might be. lead to things. <laughs> yeah,
0: They've a little bit of rosé. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Passengers,
1: too. Yeah, know. exactly. That's what I think <laughs> right fans are,
0: are understandably like, kind of like nervous at all the, but there's a lot of emotion from those four. They're, they're four human beings, obviously, not just rock stars and, and at everything else that they are who have to uh, go to bed at night and wake up in the morning and, And so I think there's a lot of emotion that they're experiencing in that moment on stage as they end the tour and, and, and knowing what they started with way back when, with, or or even like halfway through, I guess if you want to say it, like when, before the experience and innocence tour and having to do Josh tree because of health reasons and stuff. And like knowing that a little bit more, even now that things can happen, like you said, Sherry, and they might not get to go out on the road again. And so. There's there's understandably a bit of like melancholy and happiness and joy that all sort of gets wrapped up into that whole moment. And so, yeah, and Bono, obviously being Bono, isn't going to miss an opportunity to throw some emotion <laughs> out on the stage and throw his heart there and see what, <laughs> what happens. And so, yeah, I mean, you can read into it what you want, but I also think if they have the opportunity, we will see them again in some form at some place. And whether that's Australia or whether it's Saskatoon... <laughs> We'll see, but <laughs> I'm holding out hope anyway, so I don't know if there's um any other closing thoughts, I guess, if this is the this is the final podcast of the final concert. Uh, we are going to be around again, don't I just don't read anything into my joking, but uh, any any thoughts on experience and innocence in terms of wrapping up our coverage, as it were, of the tour from from either of you?
1: I think this is going to be a tour that we'll be writing about for a good long time there There's just so much. To dive into and um, you know I, I see this tour as a turducken I guess is the best way to put it <laughs> you know it's a turkey inside of a chicken inside of a duck or whatever uh, duck inside of a chicken inside of a turkey that hmm. uh, we're going to be picking this one apart for um, at least until they tour again which may <laughs> be 20 years it could be four years <laughs> it could be next year who the hell knows um, but I'm I'm I am I feel like they gave us their best. And I tweeted this out earlier that that um, um, I will defend that stance. Of course, I'm getting back, oh, you ignorant <laughs> Of course, it's Zoo, <laughs> Zoo TV. Zoo TV, Zoo <laughs> TV. And, you know, Zoo TV's up there. But Zoo TV was a statement on culture. They mm-hmm. really weren't revealing a lot of themselves. They were just holding up a mirror at the outside world and saying, look at yourselves. And this was a tour where they not only challenged themselves to look at at their own souls, but they invited you to do the same, to take that hero's journey, to improve your own life, to um, that it's not just about following a rock band. What are you doing with your life? How are you uh, uh, finding your purpose? And then how are you then becoming a greater part of the community? And that's where this tour differed from every other tour. This was a participatory where it wasn't just them doing the introspection. They were challenging
2: you to do the same.
0: How about you, Caroline? Any other closing thoughts?
2: Uh, I have nothing to add to that. <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant. No, um, it's, it's a tour that I certainly will remember. And as for Zoo TV, as people complain that, that you know, to, you know, on your tweet, people complain that Zoo TV is the best tour I never liked Sue TV. I love Pop Mart, and this, to me, is the best tour they've done since Pop Mart. Uh, and I'll never forget it. And uh, if I if I speak for too long now, I'll start to cry again.
1: <laughs> but they got trapped in the screen, and they got trapped in the lemon. So that's how you can combine the two, you know? Yes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> both, of, both, and both times it was in Europe that they got trapped, so that... <laughs> yeah
0: yeah it is there that's an interesting i love that connection that you make caroline with uh from potmart to this because it's not an obvious one to me but i then once you sort of dive a little deeper in it and i think it was when we talked last time maybe it was after the podcast i forget but anyways yeah there's mm-hmm. just kind of talking a bit about that and like just the the heart it, in in the midst of all the the flash i guess there's a lot of heart in what what they're a
2: lot of heart a lot of humanity that's yeah that's what at the end of the Pop Mart tour, that's the the one word that stuck with me. Like, the, you know, this is more human than the Zoo TV tour. Yeah. And uh, that's what I felt from this tour as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, very cool. Um, all right. And if you're out there and you're listening and you've got comments and thoughts and memories, recollections, et cetera, from the tour and want to share them with us, we'll happily, if there's enough of you out there with them and want to, we'll do another episode talking. I'm sure other members of the iu two staff would love to reminisce a bit and talk and debate and stuff. So if you use a uh, hashtag ask at two on Twitter, we'll collect those into a future episode and, uh, would love to continue talking about it. Um, I know for me, it was like, I I watched the, I was listening or I think I was just listening to um, uh, Mixler or whatever from the Berlin show. And I was, it just happened to be on. So I happened happened to be sitting here. And so I happened to listen to it. I hadn't planned to, but then after it was done, I was like feeling all this emotion. And I was saying to my wife last night too, it's just like connecting, you know, all the way back to say when the blackout came out, even if that, if we just count this part of the the EI and I tour um, and how it's all kind of like wrapping up now, that cycle uh, of that the the life of that tour anyways or whatever and that album even, um just how much has changed, life has changed, et cetera, in that time period, and yet they just were on tour that whole time. And <laughs> kind of gives you a little appreciation for the the work and stuff that was going on and just to bring us, yeah, that stage production and that uh that story. So um I guess that's my thanks to you two uh moment there. But um so yeah, we uh we would love to hear from you if you've got stuff, maybe something we said triggered a memory or triggered a comment or a thought that you want to share with us, use hashtag ask at U2 on Twitter, or you can tweet at us at, at U2, not at U2, but at, at U2 on Twitter. <laughs> That'll never not be confusing, and uh I can't think of any other way. There's the contact forms on at youtube.com as well too, if you want to send something longer in as well.
1: So, how are you coping, Chris? Coping? I'm coping by buying tickets for Robbie Williams at at the Win <laughs> Casino in Las Vegas. How about you?
0: <laughs> there you go. Well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to cope by uh we're going to bring uh, Big Wave on so, uh, f- fan YouTube fan. He has other roles, but uh, on, on for the purposes of this discussion, anyways, he's coming on as a fellow fan who was at the last few shows. Uh, John, are you there? Is your audience? Hello, line? hello, hello. So the video is
4: good in I've been practicing my German.
0: Good. It sounds good. So uh, you're you're listening to the last little bit here, John. What? Uh, any any thoughts? Closing thoughts on the tour, or your experiences in the various stops? You, you saw them in North America and over overseas. Well, overseas for me, overseas home for you.
4: <laughs> well, yes. Yeah. How long you got? We could be here a while. But it was you got one minute. Meet. No, I'm just kidding. one minute. <laughs> lovely to meet Caroline after the Berlin show. All too briefly, we had a little chat, and um, lovely to meet and go out with Sherry in Dublin. On Saturday afternoon, what happens in Dublin stays in Dublin. <laughs> but we we had we visited a little kind of exhibition. Sherry invited me, and it was really nice. The hot press, wonderful day. What what an experience! Like I've just slept for sixteen hours. Just kind of coming round to tidy up a few things online to try and you know decompress a little bit. Uh, there's You know, emails kind of flying around to be tidying up. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think everyone's looking forward to having a bit of a rest. But this part of the journey, lots of circles have come full circle in many, many ways, small, big. And getting out there and enjoying this stuff, getting involved with what fans are doing, just deepens it all. It's like, it's kind of... Yeah, really, really been a special year. And, yeah, it's just great to be part of it in whatever role, sometimes kind of behind the scenes a little bit, which is a privilege, wonderful, eye-opening, hard work, but also out front at the show, being a fan, with other fans, with friends, taking friends, Converting friends and kind of, you know, comforting friends, just jumping up and down, enjoying this whole thing. The world.
0: i have a hard time believing that at this point in your uh, in your life that you still have friends who ha- you haven't converted. You're you're still we're, st- we're still oh, bringing new bel- fans to the fold.
4: Believe me, <laughs> if you, because you're a fan, then you're kind of connected with other fans or whatever. You know, you have a role. It's you're you're a target, you know. Right. You sometimes I, I like that. I, I like to be a bit playful. So, but it was great to take some friends to Manchester. Who, you know, little drinking club we have on a Friday night since school days from old school friends. They're always having a go. And you know what? I shut them up for a few weeks after the Manchester show. They 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 like, it was great to watch them to watch other people you are with. You know, if you've seen the show and you know kind of what's coming to be able to guide them to this bit and that bit. I think uh, the way the show's changed from America to Europe, it was great meeting you, Chris, in Montreal, getting mm-hmm. involved with the fan night there uh, with uh, December. and. Um, that's what I, you
0: know, I was meaning. It, it feels like a lifetime ago that that happened and that's still the same tour. <laughs> that's just for me. That was one stop. Yeah.
4: Well, that was very special for me. For the moderators, YouTube.com, Claudia, who's now left the moderation team, but Max and Michelle, we all meet, met up for the first time at, at that event. Got involved, like being in the, in the, you know live rather than watching it online. It's different when you meet people you've chatted to for ten years. Sometimes, you know, both fans and both people in the organization, it changes like. Uh, everything just a, a, sh- a short meet or a longer meet you get to see the human face behind the you know the crazy type and, you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, and and we all got a shout out this is i heard you talking about it earlier and and me and max were at the show max max sakino deserves a special mention traveled 56 hours kind Ooh, of yeah. travel time to see a tuna you, you were talking to caroline uh, uh, yeah, it was. That was yeah. a two-hour show, and he came to the fan the night before, and uh, he just sent me a few words about it, and uh, I kind of said, was it worth it, Max? And you said, was it worth it, Caroline?
2: Yeah. And he
4: just kind of nodded and said, what do you think, you know? And, <laughs>
0: John, on, on, uh, just like seeing, you obviously saw the tour at various stages and, um, and in particular, I guess, just like as we're doing a bit of the reminiscing without having any, uh, any alcohol to help our, our, our sadness, I guess, along. <laughs> Into real tears yeah. into our beer, but uh, in terms of seeing the final show of the tour, I don't know if that's an experience you've had before. Caroline kind of mentioned that as a as sort of like an interesting experience, I guess. What what was your experience of the Berlin show and sort of the the vibe of the crowd? Were you in GA? Were you up in the sta- stand somewhere? Where what was your experience?
4: Yeah, yeah, I was in GA. Me and Max were edges side, just to, in front of the red zone. Because I've I've tried to wander around many of the shows, get a good vantage point. And since they brought this Berlin suite of songs in, which I believe was, you know, a name that's getting thrown around, um, that's a great point to see, the first section of the show. Just awesome, awesome, awesome. And, And the crowd in Berlin were up for it from the word go. You know, there was a... And going back to the night that Bono lost his voice, I was there, I was standing in exactly the same place, and that was show two, show good in Berlin on the 31st of August. Show 2 was going to be one of those nights you kind of felt it, um, yeah. it and um, and then it stopped and it was like panic for hours and a couple of like a day after no word from anyone and you know but then voice came back and so but kind of picked up the vibe and it seems quite obvious too the fans who are watching this whole thing, that that losing of the voice led to what we ended up with at the end. So they had a focal point at the end to work towards, and it allowed people like Willie to get, you know, some of those stuff in the fly. And uh, the the Blue Church, I'm calling it, that blew me away because I was in the, the Blue Church if you ever go to Berlin, go there. It's a really special place. I, I saw in there the inspiration, maybe, for some of this structure that we have. So the, the crowd was up for it, yeah. I was up for it. And everything got put away, and I was just a fan in a moment. I had my 1992 Zoo TV T-shirt on that fell on me on the way out. When I was leaving from me to go home, I haven't seen this T-shirt for years and it fell out of the cupboard onto my head, kind of (laughs) mouldy, stinking. And I said, this this is my T-shirt for the last night. And uh, to to spend it in the company of friends, some friends, a guy called Pip Wilson, Ross, M.O., like old-time U2 fans. Like Pip saw the band in London in 1970-something when they first came to London and, like, there's this journey like uh, 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 that kind of came to a, an amazing conclusion for me personally, but for other fans. It's like, I don't know. We could talk about this final show, this final tour for, for months. And, uh, and fans will be, hopefully, on the forums. And uh, there's, there's a good link. I'm good at this, you know, when I try it. <laughs> but it'd be interesting to do, like, if you think they're doing a follow-up show, I'm trying to get... Uh, People are having a bit of a rest, but I think over the next few weeks, it, it'll be great to hear the voices when fans have had a chance to process. I think maybe we'll start something in the zoo like uh, or on YouTube.com if we can get permission to send us in your stories, your pictures. Let's make a kind of... And join up. Let's join up with that two and with the other fan sites mm-hmm. and kind of, like, let's document this kind of thing when, when we're ready, because I know... Well,
1: speaking about documenting this kind of thing uh any chance that a documentary of some sort might be part of the fan club uh, renewal process for 2019?
0: 2019 2019 <laughs> you did well you, the guy just talked about needing a break sherry and you're already putting him back to work
1: <laughs> because well, sherry, i'm well, expecting well, an well, email from live nation in a couple of weeks asking <laughs> me for 40 bucks
4: or sherry, 50 bucks sherry, is good. <laughs> sherry keeps me on my toes and i need that Husband wants to know we, what
1: to get me for Christmas. You know what I mean?
4: Well, it, it's that time of year when the when we get to find out about what, what's coming next year, like subscription wise. And uh, let's say I think like we're going to find out soon. Let's let's just say that <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get into trouble. But it's that time of year. So, you can't come you
1: know. on our podcast without giving us an exclusive, Johnny. Come on. <laughs>
4: Well, I remember the last time I was on, the trouble it caused. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, Coming on, on our show caused on.
0: all the ticketing prices issues. and So but we won't, we won't go there too far.
4: No, not, not at all. <laughs> but, you know, I think, uh, yeah, it, well, you, you can work it out. It's that time of year when we, when we get news. And he's a, he's a good thing about all this stuff that fans do. It's been great to see it emerge in the WhatYouTube.com team have been doing. Give them a little plug, all the videos with fans, these special extra subscriber specials, the fan voices in the show reports. Sherry, you sent me something the other day. I sent that up and I think that's gonna get like published quite soon. I think it got approved. So and uh, you know, the social stream still going. We we're, we're learning all the time from and our inspiration, my inspiration is the community, what fan sites do. Well, being involved in that.
0: Um, I'm still waiting for the the youtube.com invite for the uh, on tour podcast consultant uh gig but I'll 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 wait for the next tour. Don't, I'm not
4: Well, don't, you know, you get nothing if you don't ask. Am I right? <laughs> Terry knows that.
1: We've been asking for over a decade when we first started doing the podcast. All right.
0: We will <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll let Big Wave take his uh, his uh, work hat off again and and uh yeah, We well,
4: can't really. It, it's always there I, I, I take it on and off it, <laughs> it, it, it's like you know it, 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 Bono says it and people it's real it's like no them only us I keep saying it we'll forget sometimes you know but it's true mm-hmm. if I didn't believe that I'd be out of here and the minute I don't believe that I'm out of here <laughs> but I'm here I'm sticking around because it's just it's a great community it's yeah. a great band. As Matt McGee said, and I'll never forget that, he picked the right band and I think we all would second that. I do. We
0: yeah. picked the right band. So where can, uh, if, if folks are interested, you're, you mentioned UT.com, obviously the, the fan club membership there and the Zootopian forum is, yeah. you can find that at UT.com. Oh, Look, Can I just say this, because I got cut off earlier, about this thing
4: when Bono shouted out Zootopians. He has said it before, I was mm-hmm. there once, in through the show, it, it, I think he said it a couple of times, he knows who we are, like. but when he says Zootopians, he doesn't mean like just people on Zootopia, it's everyone who's ever bought a ticket, everyone who's kind of ever visited, you 2 fans, and it was really special to be there, just at the end, to get this, I mean, I, I was standing next to Max, we both screamed like girls, and then... Uh, <laughs> It's just I'm 53 I, 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 I thought I was past that but it was so exciting and it, it kind of it resonates you know it's like you know they no way exist you know what I mean Not mm. maybe not individually but like a lot individually they've it's, it's been great with fans but they keep an eye on things I'm sure but that moment was great but yeah you can find me in Zootopia and you can find me on Twitter mainly at underscore big wave underscore talking about British politics <laughs> at the moment and oh god please help us, I'm on my knees I'm on my knees right.
0: oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. <What? laughs> Are you okay there? <laughs> Don't literally fall over on your knees there
4: <laughs> I thought the band handled that really well with the EU flag and the little British section with a balloon around it in Manchester and London that was very special, mm. very thoughtful, a lot of thought, into that, a lot of care Because, you know, I think, I believe they were a bit nervous coming into Britain, into UK, I should say. But I thought they handled it brilliantly. You know, the team, the creative team especially, with their, yeah, Yeah. God, is it over? (laughs) And I, I, I said on my Twitter the other day, is it bollocks? It's not over till it's over. So let's just wait and see, yeah. Let's wait and see. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry for swearing. Is this eighteen re- related? Can you swear? Will uh, it get
0: censored? It, it, I think it gets censored. I don't, I don't know if bollocks is a in North America that it's not really a swear, so it, it's just kind of a funny thing the UK folks say. So I think it, I, I think it slips into the radar.
1: Restrained, Chris. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> it usually it's sherry that. Drops the f bombs. Absolutely, but, yeah, I
2: remember that.
0: But she's too. She's feeling too good to have uh, at the end of the tour. Maybe she, if she hadn't gotten to go to Dublin, thanks to Steve for preventing some angry Sherry.
4: Welcome,
0: uh, Steve. You can follow Sherry at, at u two com Sherry on Twitter if you want to. I don't think you tweet too many swears either, but um yeah, at u two com Sherry and Caroline, where you're at, at cvodb. That one doesn't roll off the tongue either, but uh, Sivadubub. Uh,
2: I've definitely uh, sworn on my uh,
0: Twitter.
4: <laughs> oh God, yeah, yeah. I'll try living in England with not swearing at the moment. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm I Chris on Twitter. I don't swear too often on there either. But uh, and then of course at u2com is or at 2 sorry, is the Twitter handle for the, the website, the fan site that uh has been going on and is still gonna continue going on, of course. Uh Facebook.com slash ATU two dot Instagram.com slash ATU two com. And uh you can watch for I think I don't know when it's in it's in the works anyways. I'll, I'll tease it here a little bit that there's a, a new new design of at U two coming soon. And uh maybe
1: Before Christmas.
0: Yeah. So we'll see. Um I think we're getting updated for Internet Explorer four now. So <laughs> just to throw a little... See AOL 5.1. Yeah. Just so, please
2: make it easier to log in.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, so watch for that. Thanks, thanks Caroline. Thanks, Sherry. Thanks, John, for all stopping you, by. Thanks, guys. Keep Thank- doing what
4: you're doing. Never give up. Never give up what you're doing. You're an inspiration to me, each and every one of you. I mean it. I do mean that. Thank Is you. That, how many, like, how many pints? <laughs> <laughs> I've had three pints of coffee after my run, <laughs> my hibernation, but uh, thanks for letting me crust. Yeah, YouTube enjoy
0: your podcast. winter, and uh, hope everybody gets some rest and your bank accounts get some rest before the next U two expenditure comes up. And uh, we thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Of course, if you if you feel so inclined on your Apple Podcast player or wherever you have to listen to podcasts and want to throw a little review in, that would be great. It helps let others know about the show, and of course, sharing it on Instagram or twitter wherever goodstufffm slash atu2 slash 90 is the link for this exact episode for links to i'll we'll put the video the, the concert video that we saw we're talking about and other stuff in there and uh so you can find links to that and uh listen to past episodes of the podcast just listen to them over and over until youtube comes out with something new i guess that'll be hold us over thanks for listening thanks for watching if you're out there in the streaming land and uh, we'll see you again next time